Hello and welcome to What Did We Just Watch, a show where we talk about what we just watched. I'm your wholesome know-it-all and resident movie buff, Zach Kuyat. And I'm your inconvenient, loud, beeping, beeping rocket ship, Emily Coffin. Mm, inconvenient, loud, beeping rocket ship is an yes. excellent one for this one. That's very, Thank very good. Thank you. I can't believe that I got through inconvenient, loud, beeping rocket ship on the first attempt. That's I magic. kind of did. Uh, beeping we'll got a little it. weird, but it's okay. Beeping. Loud beeping. Did you see We're me just now move to the floor? <laughs> I sure did. We're having a great time. We're talking about inconvenient loud beeping rocket ships because this week we are talking about the instantaneous horror thriller classic, A Quiet Place. Ah, um, we love it. We didn't talk about this beforehand. I wanted to talk about this movie because um, because John Krasinski is so in the news right now because God, he's yes. he's in some good news. Um, and in a time when yeah. things are often dark and sad, John Krasinski is a wholesome light in this world. And uh, I just wanted to choose this movie to appreciate him. Absolutely. I think he deserves it. I literally spent Mother's Day. Uh, or no, it was the day after Mother's Day. I woke up that morning and my mom showed me an episode of Some Good News for the first time. I'd never watched any of them. And it was just me and my mom just crying at the kitchen table for like a solid 30 minutes over like oh, babies so being cute. And then, <laughs> and then I went home <laughs> later that day and watched all of the rest of them all in one sitting and just yep. sobbed for a good two hours. <laughs> yeah. What would have been the day after or like two days after graduation, the episode he did a graduation episode. Yes. Um, yes. And I was did. like, oh, we're doing another Zoom graduation. This is going to be cheesy. <laughs> and then people got to like ask questions of, they submitted questions that would have gone to the commencement speaker, but he didn't have a commencement right. speaker. He had four commencement speakers that he students sure got to be in a Zoom call with. And it wasn't like his friends from the office. It was Oprah and Steven mm -hmm. Spielberg and Jon Stewart and God, Malala. And it's like, how in the world? Like, can you imagine, like, mm, well, I didn't get to have a graduation, but I did get to have a one-on-one -on -one chat with Steven Spielberg. Right. I think I'd what give just that? about anything to talk to just John Oliver, just for a good time. I would love minutes. to hang out If with I him. could just have a chat with John Oliver, that's it. I, John Stewart? John Oliver. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, John Stewart is the person that happened. I yes. also like John Oliver, and I was going to use that I also to do, too. I think I met John Stewart. <laughs> John I think Stewart you probably did, but hey, they're both wonderful. I think they're they both sure doing are. a great job. I was also going to talk about, I'm currently rewatching Community, speaking uh, of John Oliver. I have not watched um, Community. Oh, you would love it. I know it's, I would. It is a perfect Everybody tells uh, me TV show for this podcast in that it's a goofy comedy, but also they riff on movies and they talk about tropes and it's <laughs> genre and it works so well. Oh, uh, I love it. I'm having a I great time. You know what I've been rewatching? What? Over the past 48 hours, I'm probably going to finish it tonight. Uh, I'm rewatching Avatar The Last Airbender because it's on <laughs> Netflix it. now. I haven't watched it all the way through since it premiered when I was a child. And it's yeah. been wonderful. It's better than I remember it. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's very good. It's I literally very, paused very it to do this, to record this right now. <laughs> I am hoping at some point to do that movie for this show. Because I want, I want first of all, just to make us both watch it. Um, but I think there's some interesting stuff to talk about in there. We're going to get there one of these days hey. because I think it's fun. Hey, you know, in about an hour, we'll talk. Okay, deal. 
<laughs> is this what you were gonna pitch to me earlier? It actually funny. is. That's <laughs> <It's> really <laughs> good. So maybe the next episode. So I've been watching will be that. it all day, so I'm like, oh, maybe God, that's an I want to talk about how bad the movie for is. next week's episode. It's an mm-hmm. excellent teaser, and there's mm-hmm. plenty of thoughts to be had about that. But we're gonna get okay. to that later because right now we've got to talk about a quiet place. Also, a quiet yes, place do. too. Like for it, it premiered like two days before the national state of emergency was declared and all the theaters shut down. It's had its premiere and now it's just waiting to actually like go out to the public. I'm. I know. I'm really I sad can't about it. I want wait. it to come out so bad. I, I'm trying to think what the last movie I saw before everything shut down. I was, was. trying to think about that earlier and I couldn't remember. Was it I know Birds it's of probably Prey? Something I saw with you. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think it might have been Birds of Prey. That sounds. I was right. gonna go see Sonic, and I didn't one. get to. I know. And I'm glad it's Sonic wasn't the last thing I saw in the theater. <laughs> yeah, Birds of Prey was like. Birds of Prey, I'm it, fine it with. It was good. It was a pretty good movie. So I'm we okay shut with down that. in in like early March. The only movies yeah. out were those January February movies that aren't ever really all that good because yeah. they're not trying to be. They're not exactly. in the summer and they're not in Oscar season, so they're just kind of getting out there. They're just you know, there. trying to make a few bucks. They do but, what they can. Well, and that's, if I, <laughs> am I remembering that right? This movie kind of also came out in a weird early in the I year think slot. It I did. should, I could I have easily did, looked this up. I remember people making jokes about it being like, oh, this is like the one good movie that came out this time of year in like years. Yeah. Cause the movies never come out well. Well, no. it was April. Okay. It was April, but was it? it's still, it's the very beginning of yeah, what can be like, like the summer season. That's not like prime season. summer blockbuster. And it's also no, not, not in the slightest. October like you expect most. It's not a horror, horror movie movies. season. Yeah, yeah, it's not horror movie season. Well, clearly we both have things to say about it. Yes, we um, do. We got, we got to get through our, our questionnaire here. Um, I want to make sure we get it filled out appropriately. Um, so question number one is what's extreme? What do you like the most? What do you like the least? What do you feel the strongest about in this film? Emily, go. Okay, can I say the one negative thing I have about this movie? And it actually has yep. nothing to do with the movie. It's just me. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> you, you have been to the movies with me before. Many yes, a time. Yes, I sure have. Plenty That's the time. whole reason we're doing this. Uh-huh, um, exactly. You know that I'm a very sound-sensitive lady. Yes, I'm I am very, aware. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm a jumpy gal. Uh, <laughs> so watching this movie is kind of my personal hell when I do it around <laughs> other people. Because I'm so, like, jump, sta- jump scares, I, like, physically, like, jump out. Of- You've seen me. When I go to the mm-hmm. movies, especially when I know a movie is going to be, like, loud or trying to scare me, I'll, like, sit <laughs> back in my movie theater seat so that I can still have my elbows on the uh, armrests. And then I'll, like, Just have my fingers case. plugging my ears a little <laughs> bit. Yep. Because I get so embarrassed when I jump and I don't even know why I do it. I just jump. Yeah. And so even I was sitting here earlier this week watching this movie because, <laughs> you know, you have to turn it up a lot because all the sound is really quiet until mm-hmm. it gets to the really intense parts. Until it's not. And so anytime anymore. anything happens, I, I specifically remember when the raccoon drops down, when the uh, it's right yeah. after the uh, the lamp. They're explodes. playing the board game. Yeah, yeah. Yes. When the <laughs> raccoon drops down, I like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> like I screamed a little. <laughs> just a little one. <laughs> and I just, it deeply embarrasses me. And now I'm telling it to many, many people right now. And many that's okay. Person. So now, you know, We're if you ever go to the movies with me, out our stuff, you know? uh, I'm going to be a little jumpy, but it's not because I'm scared. I'm not a baby. 
It my just ears, my ears are just sensitive. <laughs> well, I, I, as much as I love this movie, I have sort of a similar problem in that it's so quiet. Um, wow, crazy! What? Because you know, it's a, it's a place that is quiet. It is you a might place even call it a quiet, quiet yeah. place. What? Um, but I have just a, 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 a low level tinnitus. So most of this movie, oh, my ears ring yeah. because it's so quiet and the theater is trying so hard to be quiet and everyone in the theater is trying so hard to be quiet yeah. that it's just, for me, it's like, ah, yes, the bells have returned. returned. <laughs> the dog whistle is back in the hard. room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a funny story having to do with that. Um, it has nothing to do with the movie, but I remember the first time when I was a kid, the first time I saw a musical... It was the Phantom of the Opera at the uh, music hall in Kansas City. It was the tour. And my parents were embarrassed of me because I plugged my ears the whole time for the same reason. Because the loud, scary noises were bothering me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my parents were like, oh, my Who God. Who are you as a gonna... child to explain? Yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, but we've talked about the couple things that... <laughs> Or make this movie hard to watch, but let's we gotta talk about the the wonderful, beautiful, perfect thing that is John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in a movie together. Oh my god, um, it's because it's just it's lovely. I just hope they're happy. Yes, you know what I'm I mean. I'm sure they are. Well, I was watching. I told you that I've been like before we record these episodes, I'll watch a couple like interviews with the actors or directors or whoever, just so I can oh, yes. like. Get the little, get the little backstage info, you know. Um, <laughs> and I watched interviews with both of them, with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, who I am deeply in love with. Both of those people, um, yes, of and they both talked about how they were so scared to work together in a movie. Yeah. They were like, we, like John Krasinski was like, I literally wrote this part for her, but I was so scared to ask her. Because I was afraid, I was afraid that she would just do it because she was married to me and not because she actually liked the script. Yeah, I, I can understand that because yeah, not only are, like, do you have thing. to work together and you have to, you have to play a married couple while being a married couple and you have to like do stuff in the movie, obviously that you're not going to do in real life. But also he's the director. So then he's right. got to also give her notes, both and of them like... and give them notes. Yeah. That, That's I think like that a would weird be really tough. situation to be in, but from everything I was like watching and reading, everybody they just like had so loved it so much. Yeah. And the fact that they both like did not expect this movie to do well is like crazy mm -hmm. to me. Because how do you not know this movie is good? Because like, well, it's one of those. I get it because, the, like the the writers talked a lot about. I'll get into this a little bit later, but they talked about they were worried that it was going to get picked up by a franchise that somebody was going to take their script and add it to some pre-existing thing. Right. Um, and, but then without that, you don't have any like IP to base your movie in. So there's some more inherent danger to getting your movie off the ground because, well, there's no, it, it, we're in an age of superheroes and, right. you know, video games and TV shows adapted into movies and reboots and remakes. And right. Well, this is one of the few like completely original movies that came out this year. Absolutely. I, there's some, there's some inherent risk in that, which is, I think makes it even better that it did super well. And also on top because of it being an good. original movie, it's an original horror movie, which yeah. I, th I think horror movies are so tricky 
to begin with it's so hard to do and i feel like they get botched so easily by like Mm -hmm. you know throwing too many jump scares in and whatever whatever other problems you have with horror movies because horror movies are that's some of my favorite movies are horror movies i love them so much um even even the crappy ones you know (laughs) arguably those are sometimes better (laughs) yeah because you know for me personally, horror movies, I'm always going to have a good time, whether it actually scares me or not. Because if it doesn't scare me, I'm just going to laugh at it. You're going to laugh at it. Exactly. This one, I could not laugh at. I was just yeah, afraid. It's, and it's that spooky. is Anymore, I think that is such a feat to do with a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Because they're so like, horror movies have this like connotation anymore where they're like inherently going to be B movies. Yeah. Well, and audiences are jaded against being scared. Everybody wants to go in right. and prove that they're not going to be scared. And right. also everybody, you know, we know how horror movies work now. Horror right. movies have been around a long time and we know the formula and, and what to expect. So it takes a movie doing something super different like this to really work. You know, I, I, I am just a really big fan of like the fact that this movie takes a really big swing. There are... 25 spoken lines of dialogue in this movie really and the first one doesn't come for about 38 minutes yeah and it's only it only runs for an hour and a half so it's more than a third of the way into the movie before the first spoken dialogue happens. i do not i do not mean this in a bad way but it does not feel like an hour and a half yeah it feels it feels much longer but like in a very good way it's like very it's, well paced yeah yes and it's such a you don't satisfying movie how long the movie is yeah, yeah absolutely and can we talk about the uh the performances in this movie not oh, just by john krasinski and emily blunt because they're both wonderful and i think everybody on earth knows that they're wonderful that scene alone where emily blunt has to pretend she's having a con- contraction <laughs> while trying yeah. to stay quiet that's insane it <laughs> i can't imagine that she was not actively in childbirth during that filming it's insane Oof. but also the kids are the kids are so good phenomenal um uh, millicent simmons who is she's the so who's the daughter uh she's yes. wonderful and john krasinski insisting to have a deaf actress was such a smart move yes good part. for him yeah Not in every interview make... he was like that was non-negotiable for me we're getting a deaf actress and that's such right. a good choice because not only does that make it you know you're you're inclusive and you're giving an opportunity to somebody but it also just makes the performance more believable because she already knows asl you know she's she's familiar with what it is to be hard of hearing i know you could hire another person to do this but it gives you someone that's in the scene that can be like hey this because they all have to sign they all have to do asl so it gives someone on on set that can be like hey you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, and of course they up? had an ASL coach, but it Absolutely. is like, she doesn't need one right? because she already learned it. And it, that's one of the hardest things to do in a movie is to teach a kid a new skill. Absolutely. Because they, as, as much as kids are good at learning things, maybe not so much in the context of like, you need to learn a different language so that right, you can a have a part language. in this movie. Right. Right. Oh, it's so good. There's <laughs> so, so much to love about this movie. Absolutely. And I, I also love that it's just full of like little background fun facts. Like um, John Krasinski talked about shooting the scene where she gives birth and the fireworks are going off. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how like 
how tense it was in that moment. And he, I think they said they used just the first take because they got it the first time. And it was so oh tense and, and so like aggressive. Like and he called cut and she immediately dropped character and asked what everyone was having for lunch. And I just oh think that's really God. funny. <laughs> she was like, ha, okay, I'm out of it. Uh, anyway, uh, paninis, is that what we're doing today? That, I love that. <laughs> I, I love actors who are like that, who can just like, who just want to lighten the mood and have a good time, you know? Yeah. They don't all have to be the, as much as I respect the, the, um, oh God, what am I trying to think of? The Daniels and method, Lewis's of the, the world. method actors yeah. of the world that are like, I got to be in it all the time. I have so much, I think I'll say I have a little more respect for somebody who can like, be like, no, I think I'm going to like put yeah, my crew and, and my fellow castmates else. at ease a little bit yeah i think i have a <laughs> I little more to, respect for that you know male people dead rats to <laughs> right. stay in character and that. and do this suicide squad movie i don't need that. <laughs> god i hated <laughs> and it's I not like reading all of those it's stories. not like there's never been a good version of it you know daniel right. day lewis has won a lot of oscars doing Absolutely. stuff like gangs of new york and and there will be blood and like right. he does a good job Heath but Ledger also, considered himself a method actor, and wow, yeah. like he's a brilliant actor, right? And but there's also just as much validity in just doing it and then being done with it, right? And being <laughs> able to let it go. I respect it's about that a lot. What school of acting you come from, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much all there is to say about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've talked a lot about what's great and the, the couple things we could come up with that aren't our favorites because there's the just very so few. much good stuff in this movie. <laughs> So let's let's pop on down to our second question on our questionnaire, and that is, what are your questions? What what's what other uh, stuff do you want to dig into about this? Um, I have one that I think was said a lot after the movie came out, but I think it uh, begs repeating. Why not uh, just uh, slowly move your whole operation down to the waterfall? See, if you can speak I out loud, disagree with that. Okay, I do. Go, what what do you have? Show okay, me well, here's the, here's the thing. It looks, <laughs> it appears from the movie, we don't know for sure, because obviously there's not a lot of explanation because there's not a lot of talking. Right. But That's it appears they, they already had that farm before all of this happened. Or if mm, they did see, it, I thought it they took, found it. Or, yeah, or it took very minimal yeah. work because it was already constructed and they yeah, just I had to move the little the that they had in. Either way, right. it was a structure that was already made. It was right. something that was already there. If you move down by the river or the waterfall, wherever, you would you have, have to build, build an something. entirely new structure. And that takes a l- that's not quiet. Yeah, but that- do it by the waterfall where it's already loud. Well, yeah, but that's not, it's, <laughs> it's not If you can rig up fireworks and, and Christmas lights all over your farm, how much noise did that make? Probably Here, here's a lot. Thing. I'm going to guess the whole, everything in the movie is not about, Oh, this is foolproof and this is going to work no matter what right. it's about minimizing risk. Mm-hmm. So even if they did move by the waterfall, there's still it's, if something was close enough to hear them, they would still hear it. It's just yeah, less true. risky, but then they would have to go to all the trouble of building somewhere to, to live and all of their things being wet all of the time would also suck. That's true. That would be unfun. 
Yeah, that would you not have to live directly in the waterfall. You can live next well, to the waterfall. Well, yeah, but <laughs> the closer you we are, the more worth it is. inside this waterfall like we're a James Bond villain. Absolutely. We've got like a secret layer if you sneak through the water. <laughs> it's like uh, Incredibles where just the water exactly. like, opens up and you can just, just fly in. And you fly your <laughs> futuristic jet through there. Yeah, because they got that, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. So, my number one question for this movie that I have is how the hell did that nail end up the way that it is? Oh, oh that's that, my least like, favorite moment it, in the whole how movie. How did it end up pointing straight up like that? With, well, somewhere where there is no over. support for it to be going into normally. Like there's yeah, no reason I think for there to be a nail in that spot at a all. Poorly constructed staircase. Yeah. Because what it it because they show it like it's somebody it had been out and somebody just hammered it down instead of hammering it out, mm-hmm. and then when she's carrying the laundry up the stairs, it she pulls it up, right? And that's how, how it's sticking it, directly out of the there? floor. There's yeah, I don't know why it's there, there. There's because no that beam makes there no that it would sense. be going into. Logistically, there's no reason for a nail to be there, but oh. also it's an old old farmhouse, and I wouldn't be shocked if like there was just something hung up underneath it once upon a time. <laughs> and they just kind of left the nail there because they bent it out of place. So right. it's probably fine. They Maybe. didn't know they were going to be on the lamb from aliens that were sound sensitive, you know? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> also, that leads into my next question, which is, uh, okay. so the sequel is going to be about Emily Blunt getting tetanus, right? It, it must be because, <laughs> that's, wow. That's going to be the main plot, old, right? That was an old, old nail and it was That right was a foot. whole ass nail just in her foot. I hate it just was, thinking it, about that nail. I know. It's, it's just, so I'm thinking it's about nasty. it and it is, I'm like convulsing. I I'm a carpenter and that is like my worst fear. <laughs> is uh, something yeah. just going into my hand or my foot or somewhere. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been like part of just being at home all the time. I've been working outside in our backyard and we have... Mm-hmm. Um, amongst the many trees in our backyard, we have a, there's a spot with a locust tree. But if you don't okay. know what that is, it's one of those trees that the whole like instead of bark, it has thorns, and they're like three yes. or four inches long, and they look evil. Like it looks like a yeah, tree that literally can only grow in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> like it's crazy. But what I've discovered is that if you're not careful, you will just step onto one of those fallen thorns and they'll stab you through the shoe into the foot. Um, and that didn't go anywhere near through my foot and it still sucked. Yeah. I hated it. And it just, it basically just poked the sole of my foot and it's the worst thing that can happen. I think. Absolutely. That nail went into her foot. Yeah. And she managed to just like have like a small yelp be all the only vocal reaction that she had to it and then she went and had a baby and then just had a baby real quick crazy town also i I guess this belongs here um i know how babies are made um (laughs) do you they did they did that in a in a in a world of silence See, I that was part of the okay. Really, also, in, you're in the apocalypse, <laughs> and you you just gotta you just gotta get together. The theory sometime. that I I I did not come up with this. I heard this in some YouTube video somewhere that I played while I was falling asleep. 
um, <laughs> because I let it autoplay. Um, the theory that somebody had was that they they did it over by the waterfall. Ah, interesting. They could have gone out maybe. It was so they like can do that by the waterfall, something. but they can't live over there. I uh, see. You know what? It's a special occasion thing. All right. <laughs> this is this is a treat we will go to the waterfall you can scream out your feelings have you seen that tiktok where it's (laughs) where it's the um oh everybody needs to let off steam everybody needs to scream yes i know (laughs) that is all i thought of during that scene where it's john krasinski and the sun just screaming under the waterfall (laughs) oh it's so good Oh, it's so funny. Speaking of people who scream in this movie, um, <laughs> I think the the scene that just like, I don't know what it does to me, but it really does something to me is when they're in the woods and they come across the old man and <gasps> yeah. John Krasinski can just oh my see in his eyes that he's going to, he's going to kill himself. Yeah. Like, that's what that is. He's just a, an old, old man who doesn't want to live anymore. So he screams okay. and brings the monsters. But what a and, jerk. Wow. Yeah, yeah. What just a jerk to do it second. while John Krasinski and his son were bit. right there. <laughs> we could, we're, they're not, they're clearly going to just pass each other and move on. He's not like, dry, he right. doesn't have. He doesn't need like to a, do it right this second. Yeah, John, our, our, our good friend John isn't trying to save his <laughs> life or anything. He's like, hey, I, me and my boy are just going to go over here. We're just going to leave. What you, want. you have to scream now. Right. Now while we are second? also here. Of all How the times. Mean. That's so mean. What a rude thing to do. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, speaking of screaming, since we're here, <laughs> the the last scene where John Krasinski gives himself up. Wow. Mm. I cry every time. Oh, and I mean that. <laughs> what a moment. When he just takes that moment to just sign I love you, I have always loved you. Oh, oh my it's so god. Good. I lose, I lose it. I cry every time. Oh, bless that man. It's very good. I've got like one more question for you. Okay. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> um, so like there's a, there's this little scene right before, I think it's right before the, uh, they go to the waterfall and okay. it's Emily Blunt, like teaching the son math or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a poster behind her that has, uh, I think it's Sauna 18. Okay. <laughs> Just on the board behind her with like all of the iamb- iambic pentameter like marked out on it. Oh, like that's a thing that she did for yeah, class? Yeah, and I'm like, what shot? Which of these two children is she teaching iambic pentameter to? If you're not allowed to talk out loud, you probably don't need to learn to write poetry. <laughs> right. Like I get the sentiment. I get the sentiment of like poetry is good and important, but also there's other art. But also they're both very young. Like, do they need to learn (laughs) it now? That's like a high school thing. I think I was in college when I learned how iambic pentameter worked. It was maybe my senior year of high school English class. Otherwise, it was an acting class. Absolutely. Okay, I definitely didn't look that hard at things like that, but that is an excellent point. I like barely caught for it. But what once purpose I saw, is there I iambic pentameter? Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? And I went, wait, hold on, what is that? Mm, yeah, man, huh? Yeah, what what value does Shakespearean prose hold in the apocalypse? Right. Other than, mm. of course, the like, oh, we gotta like 
We need to keep teaching our children keep art. Yes, they need to know that there's beauty in the world. <laughs> if we give up our humanity, is there any reason to survive? That sort right. of thing. That kind of thing. You know, this the the question that The Walking Dead has been asking for the, the last 12 years or so. Very long time. Oh, God. Exactly. It's all they've got. I used to love that show, but then I, I got a little bored of it because Which, it was the this same. Seems, this seems like a good moment. Uh, Going off of the, like, little things of, like, having iambic pentameter marked out in the background. Like, wow. Whoever set did the set dressing for this? Wow. Incredible. Oh, yeah. It's so All great. All of the, like, uh, the security cam setup in the basement is, like, yeah. really detailed. He's got a whole, that whole, like, uh, crazy conspiracy board where he's, like, trying to figure out where they came from and, and how mm -hmm. they can defeat them. It's a really, like, it's detailed so piece of work. And then upstairs you have, behind Emily Blunt, I think it's during the, uh, the scene where the lamp falls over and blows up. Mm -hmm. Um, you see behind her, there's like all of these herbs and stuff on the wall behind her, all yeah. organized and little things that it's like, oh, she's got an herb garden somewhere and she's been mm -hmm. growing herbs. And it, do what you it's do, just you know? so detailed. And they've got like a little segment of the wall for their family pictures. And it just looks so good. Yeah. This movie is also in a beautiful tradition of movies in which they wanted to have a field of corn but didn't find one right. so they just decided they were going to plant corn right um it's like this one and like interstellar they planted all did that they corn really? in that movie yeah <gasps> i did not know that so they had to plant all that corn and they donated you know corn oh, to that's uh, people nice. who needed food because there is still good in this world i guess <laughs> <laughs> some good um, news but speaking of exactly speaking of um <laughs> small details that were surprised showed up places uh let's jump to our next question Please. on this questionnaire uh which is why are you here and here's the thing um we, we talk about people whose involvement in the movie we don't understand there are seven actors in this movie yeah and two of them have basically one scene and then die right so there's not a lot to dig into here i've got i've got like a cheat okay um, I found upon my looking through the IMDb page, uh, a, a name of someone who is uncredited in the movie. You uh, like to find uncredited people. So this is more, this so things. this is more like a, why are you not here? Why are you not? Cause he's okay. not, I don't know how he's, I don't know how that works. How people end up on the IMDb page, even though they're not credited, not credited air right. quotation marks. Um, his name, I'm so sorry if I say this wrong. I feel bad because he's actually a very important person in the film industry right now. Javier Botet, Bodet, B-O-T-E-T. -E um, and he is okay. a cre he's a creature performer. Oh, he's, he's been interesting. A, he's worked on a lot of movies. I like listed out a bunch of them in my notes. He was in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. The was he the jangly man in that one? No, is that he was who not. We're talking about? He was the um the cor. I think his official title in that one was "Corpse Missing Big Toe." Ah, yes, yeah, he was that guy. I know the one. Um, he was. I'm in looking at him now. The Conjuring Two. Uh, he was in Mama. He was in Crimson Peak. It both. I think he was in both of the yeah. It movies because he was the. Oh, what do they call it? The the, the old the leper. sick guy, the leper. Yes, yeah. and I think he did one other thing in that. And he was Slender. He played Slenderman in the wow. Slenderman movie that they made not long ago. Look at him go. Um, and I just 
creature performer i have so much respect for creature performers in general it's such a cool like specific skill right like oh my god what's his name the guy that plays the fish man in hellboy doug jones doug jones i, I mean he plays the fish man in shape of water <gasps> yeah that is the same guy i forgot that yeah, was the same guy it's all doug jones yes. he's also the silver surfer in the yeah. fantastic four the rise of the silver surfer so basically what a very I'm talented saying is, performer creature performers don't get as much credit as they deserve because their yeah. work is hard and mm-hmm. their work is really cool <laughs> yeah. so that's really oh, all yeah, i had absolutely. to say about that um yes, I, I, know that. I, I did read somewhere that uh john krasinski did some of the creature work for the movie also hmm, interesting so i i guess they worked together on it i suppose yeah. i wonder what that looked like IMDb. on set because they didn't have the design really finished until pretty late in post-production <laughs> like the actual look of them um and i a lot of that is going to come down to like the cool like audio like how their heads kind of look like speakers which yeah, i thought was really clever really cool uh, because if you're going to do a thing where they're based on sound pulling from something that is also based on sound is a really smart idea and i like it a lot um my only real contribution to this section is we've just we've been talking about him but it is odd that this was john krasinski's first big career move right after after the, the office, office. <laughs> crazy what a departure and he's very talented, clearly. He, and he had done, like, he didn't have a lot to his name, but he he was very nearly Captain America. He was very nearly yeah. a lot of, like, big roles, but it just didn't pan out. Now, speaking of him being very nearly Captain America, I hope that someday this movie materializes into John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman in oh a my Fantastic God, Four movie. Oh, yeah, a because third try. A third whack at the Fantastic Four it's, franchise. It's back in Dis- It's in Disney's hands. It They're is. with Marvel. They could it be is. with everybody else. And Brad Bird directs that movie. It's all I want in this world. I know. I just think it's I'm all I could ever ask at this for. point. After Fan Four Stick. <laughs> oh, Fan Four Stick is very bad. God, it's, it's very bad. bad. But here's the thing. You you got a Josh Trank movie when you ask Josh Trank to make a Fantastic Four movie, you know? Yeah. Like, we can't be surprised that Josh Trank made a movie that is basically the same superhero movie he already made, but now they're (laughs) the Fantastic Four. And also Miles Teller is in it. Yeah. Um, And that's pretty much what that movie is doing. Um, But, oh, man. Like, just listen. If you could take John Krasinski and just pop him into what is currently the mcu <laughs> he gets to hang out with like paul rudd and oh my he God. gets to hang out with can you, you know, imagine he, Tom the Holland. Like, press tours with just Come also john on. krasinski there they're already nonsense with all of them just screwing around all the time I'm all, and john krasinski and emily blunt both oh my God. be in the movie they could play a husband and wife again they can they can be also superheroes i am <laughs> so about it i want it so bad oh i love it I yeah. watched a thing the other day where they were talking about this. Um, this uh, this has been my belief since this movie came out, at least. But absolutely, um, somebody was talking about now that the rights have gone back over to Disney and Marvel, and and the hypothetical of this movie happening, and they also agreed that the best choice for Mister Fantastic, Fantastic, and the Invisible Woman are John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. But they had the audacity to say that people really would be excited about John Krasinski in this role and they would be fine with Emily Blunt. 
And what? I said, you should never say that we'd be fine with you. We would be no. blessed to have Emily okay. Blunt. That would be a joy. No disrespect to John Krasinski, but literally, <laughs> she is the more famous of the two. I don't know about more famous. She is the more esteemed of the two. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because right now, he's, he's the guy who was on The Office and was great on The Office. Mm-hmm. And then he did this one movie. Yeah, she exactly. has a long line, a long and very successful career. So yeah. that makes me a little mad. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, what are you talking about? They what would be are like, you fine with about? her. Because that is Mary Poppins. Guys. <laughs> yeah, don't do that to Mary Poppins. That is Sicario right there. And she belongs. She deserves your respect. That is the baker's wife. Wait, maybe not that one. <laughs> maybe oh, not no. that one. <laughs> that's not that's not our evidence here. Baker's wife is not our evidence. Ooh. Oh goodness. All right. Let's let's bounce ourselves down to the next one, I think. Please um, do. Question four is truly horrifying <laughs> in this circumstance. Question four is what if this is a documentary? And more specifically, who is most likely to feed their significant other to tigers and clearly the answer is old man who screams in the woods for no reason that to get john krasinski and his son killed very much clearly because that that he didn't even need to do that (laughs) it was basically he basically did that for fun yeah (laughs) for fun he was alone he had been alone he was just standing in the woods he was alone standing in the woods he could have done whatever he wanted (laughs) they could have been far away and then they would have been alerted to not go that way but right. instead, he waited until he until saw other right people. There. And then he decided, hmm, I guess it's now time to die. Time. <laughs> I, I have another answer. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more mean of an answer. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but I said uh, the little boy, if it meant he could get a rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, um, I also, I'll throw you another answer. And it's Please the daughter. Be, but she could have saved them. But she just didn't realize it until like four seconds oh, too late. Oh no! She had the way to stop the tigers, but she couldn't do it because she wasn't paying enough attention. Oh no! Okay, they—they've been on the run from these things for most of a year, I think, at the time of the movie. I for think like, it's more. I think it's or, been more than. It's a year. been a couple years. I'm, yeah. The only one I remember is that there's a time card that's like. 257 days after but maybe that's the only one i specifically remember they've been on the run for a while and yeah. clearly they've moved locations because there's they're in that barn where the raccoon falls down but then later they're in the farmhouse like they've been different places right. and i think we have to assume that they're going different places because they've been run off from wherever probably at no point in that process did they realize that the hearing aids could could hurt the monsters well like okay. never once did that come up it never happened until she had the last one that he made for her so maybe it was just like that specific version mm. of it didn't work until because there's that whole scene where john krasinski like tries to give her the new one and she says no and keeps pushing him away and i think it's not nothing ever happens with it until after she gets the new one so maybe it's just the new one mm. something is different about it it's a good point I hadn't put all Boom. these pieces of information. If that if that is all true, that's a good point. You're supposed to be the movie buff here. <laughs> hey, I I know about movies. I don't have to know every movie I inside and out. I watch movies. I know about movies. <laughs> <laughs> when I say that I'm the movie buff, it means that I know names of directors and filmmaking <laughs> techniques. It doesn't mean that I know every single plot point of every movie yeah, ever yeah, made. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of time. Whatever. 
<laughs> I do have to eat occasionally. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a but. Okay, but that's a good choice. That's a that's an excellent point, and I do th- I still think old man is the most logical pick oh, for somebody who would just absolutely. feed someone. But you to, know, I he, never go with the logical one. <laughs> that's true. He didn't even have to do that. No, he did not. I, I, that's the, as much as I love that scene and think it's really like poignant and, and says a lot about like what it would be like to live in the apocalypse. It's also infuriating because why did he choose that exact moment to scream? You know what that scene, well, kind of this movie overall reminds me of, um, it reminds me of one of my favorite books that I will never read again. Um, and that is the road by Cormac McCarthy. (laughs) Oh, I, it's one of my favorite books. It's such a good it's book that I'm never good. going to read again because it's deeply depressing. Oh, it's very sad. <laughs> Same the movie with the is movie. also very good. Yes. It, I have seen my father cry very few times in my life, and one of them <laughs> was watching The Road with my father. Really putting, putting and your that, dad on blast But, here. like, it's got very... Oh, yeah. I'm going get him. Um, <laughs> it very much has the same, like... I mean, obviously, the post-apocalyptic stuff going on but it's got the same like family centric thing going on yeah which i just love which yeah, is a good point. in interviews i was watching with john krasinski he was like that's the only reason i agreed to direct yeah, that's it. why he liked it because he li- it was a family movie first yeah. he said i think the exact thing he said he was like it's a love letter to my daughters and i cried yeah. a little oh <laughs> okay okay I that we managed to stick in documentary talk much longer than I expected to because I, know, I right? nothing wow, except crazy. old old man. Um, but now this one I know that I have things to say about. And Please. question five: Could someone else have done better? In my opinion, now, no. <laughs> yeah, I I think this is a a perfect way to make this movie mm-hmm. that John Krasinski is making it with his wife and and that he cares about the family story and that they they have opinions about things. But I, I want to dig into some what ifs here and some some Please you know do. comparisons. Please do. The first big one is that when they pitched this movie to Paramount, Paramount was all in on their Cloverfield expanded universe, and this was briefly oh. going to be a script that was a part of the Cloverfield universe. Interesting. And they they didn't want that because they wanted it to be its own standalone right. property. But it, I think it as there's I think there's I understand. How it lives in the same world as like yeah. Ten Cloverfield Lane is the movie that had come out before. At least from like, what I know, I've never watched yeah. a Cloverfield anything ever Ugh. in my life. Ten, I've never done. There, there's some good stuff in there. That's what I've heard. Cloverfield Paradox <laughs> heard is bad, but there's some good, good stuff. stuff in there. <laughs> but um, like Ten Cloverfield Lane is is about these people who live in a bunker because there's aliens outside, but is you don't that? actually know that you're following. It's John Goodman is that's in that John one. Go- okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Is it John yeah. Goodman? They're in a bunker, and he says there's aliens, but she doesn't actually remember that, and she thinks maybe she's just being held captive, so she's, yeah. like, trying to escape, and then it turns out there are aliens, and it's the Cloverfield universe. Oh, well. But I can see <laughs> how that, like, comes from the same, how they how they might have thought, what if we had this A Quiet Place movie, but it was A Quiet Cloverfield Place? A Quiet I can see... Cloverfield Place. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where that comes oh, from. Oh, my God. Uh, but I thought yeah. that was interesting, and I'm glad that they got to do their own thing with it. Um, Me too. The other one that was big, like when this movie came out, was mm-hmm. the the other big cultural horror thing that was happening was Get Out. <gasps> that was around the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, and people oh, were wow. really interested. I first of all, 
that these things don't need to like be connected at all but i think yeah. people were interested in the idea of like are john krasinski and jordan peele the next two big horror directors right and and what could those two things how wow. could those be connected now i don't think jordan peele could make a quiet place and i don't think john krasinski could make it out absolutely it takes no. those two specific people making those two specific movies for both of them to work Definitely. but it is interesting that like two objective like comedy guys all of a sudden burst onto the scene and made really good horror movies yeah and like which i two of the I best ones that. of recent memory yeah it's i i was very much into that um my third and final point to make here is that <laughs> again someone did try to make this better um i don't think they succeeded but they did try and what happened was the movie bird box I never watched Bird Box either. <laughs> it's been like in my Netflix list to watch for so long and I've just never done it. Bird Box to me feels like discount a quiet place mm. where instead of you not being able to speak, you're not allowed to look at stuff instead. Interesting. See, because I always hear like conflicting things about it. Either people are like, oh my God, it's so yeah. good. Or they're like, eh. <laughs> I think it's good. It's not as good as a quiet place, but the two. Right. Are, are going to inherently be linked by being sensory deprivation and also movies that came out roughly Very at the same recently. time. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. it's like the uh, Armageddon Deep Impact thing where two movies that are almost about the same thing come out in the same summer. Mm. Or like um, White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen. Oh my God, came that, out like two that one weeks got apart me. From each other. <laughs> I never yeah, saw either of amazing. those movies and I get them confused constantly because I've never seen Don't either. you worry, we're going to watch White House Down for this show sometime oh, because I, I love White House Down. <laughs> Uh, somehow absolutely. that does not surprise me at all it's very good we're, this isn't the white house down episode but we're gonna get there wait which um, one okay again okay, i get them confused yeah. which one is the one that ha is who are the actors that are in white channing house tatum down? and jimmy fox jimmy okay fox. good jimmy okay fox i was thinking of the right one are in Great. white house down i was like yes, jimmy yes, fox yes, yes. or the other one <laughs> yes jamie fox is the president and not aaron Eckley. yes 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 now, I would rather have Jamie Foxx as my president, but <laughs> I mean, I agree. Me. <laughs> I agree. I <laughs> agree. Aaron Eckhart seems nice but bland. Jamie Foxx would be <laughs> a fun president. He'd be fun. <laughs> we have wow, we've really derailed this. <laughs> Could someone else have done it better? Into See, which who would be the are, better president? Jamie Foxx or Aaron Eckhart? These are my favorite moments in this when we just like go <laughs> off for a little while. It's my favorite. That's true. Jamie Foxx and Aaron Eckhart, who have both played comic book villains in movies. Now, new question. Yeah. Who would be the better president? Electro or Two-Face? Because that's Ooh. Jamie Foxx and Aaron Eckhart oh. also. Can I, I think neither? <laughs> can I say no, neither? Well, that's, I mean. Because I hate you both You can. That's not really like playing along with the thing that we're doing here. But Okay, fine. Sure, uh, if you want to say neither, I guess. I guess Two-Face. Wait, wait, wait. Two-Face is a politician in that movie. Because then he'd just, he'd just flip a coin and be like, oh, guess we're going to war with everybody now. I guess it's time for nukes. Electro is like insane, though. Like, it, he, yeah. there's something wrong with him and his brain. Yeah. But yeah, Two Face is Harvey Dent. Like, Harvey Dent was a politician in The Dark Knight. Yeah, that but he's a thing. politician who lets flipping a coin make his decisions well, for him. Who knows if that will remain true as he's the president? Maybe he's like, oh, I wouldn't I'm put the president my money now. on it not being the thing. Well, I think, 
I think maybe there's like a 50-50 chance of stuff going really wrong <laughs> wow. with Two-Face. And there's Great. pretty much a 100% chance of stuff going really wrong <laughs> if you choose Electro. Because he's an insane person made out of electricity. <laughs> I don't even... Can he even like sign documents? I don't know. What if he goes no, to the UN and he accidentally like, electrocutes the prime minister? Because I... <laughs> <laughs> because I'm here to know about movies. You're here to know about everything else. I'm supposed to know everything about everything? If I have to know everything about every movie, you have to know everything else about oh, everything God. else. That's, that's I gotta, the trade-off. I got to read up before next week. Oh, God. <laughs> you got to learn some stuff. I got to learn a lot of things. Let me go get my doctorate real quick. I will be asking you the volume of the Grand Canyon next week. If you don't have it ready, I'll, I'll be sorely I'll, disappointed. I'll know it. Top of episode <laughs> next, next week, ask me, and I'll know it. I'm going to try my best. Volume of the Grand Canyon. I'll know it. (laughs) Okay. Well, now that we've gotten all that deeply necessary talk out of the way, let's jump to question six. Um, And question six, I think, I think is kind of silly to ask for this one, but I'm sure that there's going to be good conversation. Question six is, would this be better as a musical? Now I have a hard time (laughs) even understanding what that could be in a world where you're not allowed to make noise, but suddenly you might have to burst into song unless it's like an inner monologue kind of thing. You clearly have thoughts. I'm going to let you talk. I, (laughs) my big argument for this one, I think it would be actually really cool because something called deaf West exists. Mm, That's true. They're the people that did deaf West did spring awakening with a lot of sign language and deaf actors. And I think, I think it could be cool. I think there's something there if you stick to the inner monologue stuff. And I know because they hire a lot of deaf actors for their shows. And if they do, they'll cast a second performer to sing for them and just be like their voice while they get to do the acting. That is an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. We do it, it does still have to get turned into a musical at some point. So we have well, to yes. figure out how we're going to write <laughs> songs about it. Right. Which I think is now needs to be our next question is, is what, how, when do we put the musical numbers? How does that all work? Oh, there's a big one when Emily Blunt is giving birth. She has to sing through her own. Oh yeah. Instead of like screaming, it's like a big, like, Oh, what am I thinking? Oh, you know, in wicked when (laughs) it's defying gravity, she goes, no, 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 no. I was going to say, I was going to say it's, um, no good deed. When she starts ah, screaming okay. and she goes, Fiesta! <laughs> like he's just screaming, <laughs> but it's on a note, so it works. So it's like that. Oh, man. Uh, okay. You've convinced me that there could be something. There. And then there's think... there's one, there's a number where it's like uh, the part where John Krasinski and the boy are at the river and he's singing about how not everything is bad and it's like a touching father-son moment. That's that the could only be something. duet in the show. That's the only time when people sing out loud. Yeah. I've decided because people can't actually sing out loud other than that, but the the man and his boy can sing to each other. And the river is like a drum beat underneath them instead of like huh. actual river sounds. Okay, I'm I'm a little bit convinced that this Thank is possible. You. I'm not convinced that it's better, but I'm convinced that it's possible. <laughs> no, I'm not convinced either a little bit. that it's better. I think it could be cool. <laughs> Somebody hire me to do something for it, please. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know what I could contribute to that, but um <laughs> I would probably, I don't think I have a place in it. I think I would just go to see it. But I would go uh, see it. If someone told me there was a quiet place, the musical, I would definitely oh, buy a ticket. I'd be first in line. You can, gar- you can be guaranteed that I would need to know how that works. Because name another, like, recent successful horror musical. 
Carrie tried and it failed. Oh yeah, hard. Carrie was something. Sweeney Todd is really good, but it's really old. Yeah. And then there's like Jekyll and Hyde that is like middle of the road. <laughs> it's and then like you got stuff like Evil Dead, like that world. Yeah, it's like goofy. Okay, I can't I can't bash on Carrie too much though, because there is some good stuff in Carrie. I there's some good music in there. I talk a lot of shit for someone who has not listened all the way through it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the stuff I've heard, I was like, eh, it's okay. Which we, I we love the movie, so I don't know why I haven't listened to Very it all the way movie. through. But that's neither here nor there. We're we'll talking talk about, about a quiet too. place. Every time we do one of these, we end up talking about like six other movies that we think are really good. Exactly. And I, I keep meaning to like write them down somewhere, and I never do. So hopefully, we get back to them someday. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. If it's Stephen King, <laughs> if it's Stephen King, I'll make sure we get there. Oh I, yes, absolutely. I love me some Stephen King. Well, eventually we're gonna have to do like an October of horror movies, yeah, that kind of thing. So I think we'll that's get what there. I'm saving a lot of it for. Because I, well, I thought about episodes. suggesting The Shining here pretty soon, but then I was like, you got to save that for Halloween time. You've oh, yeah. got to save it. That this is, is like just a teaser for lambs. like five months down the road once we get to October. We'll we get, get there. to do horror movies, that kind of thing. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, goodness. Okay. That was... I'm shocked that you got me onto your side at least a little bit about it being Thank a musical. Um, that's good. That's good work. Thank um, you. I do it. And I- now is time for our final question. What do you rate <laughs> this film? And I have, I have a rating system and I'm going to go first because I'm not Please sure. Go. I'm not sure if my joke is going to work, but we'll see. Um, I'm rating this movie a zero, Whoa. but that's, that's on a, like a decibel scale on a slider on a soundboard where zero is actually pretty high. That's really good. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's, it's a joke I wouldn't have understood if you didn't explain it, but thank you for doing so. Cause now I think. Yeah, I have, I have garage band in front of me <laughs> and I'm, I'm set to zero for my recording and like, that's almost all the way up. So <laughs> zero's pretty good. Zero's pretty darn good. <laughs> Most um, of the scale is negative. So whoa, crazy. I can get down whoa. to like negative 60. Holy mother. <laughs> whoa. Um, all right. I guess it's my turn. Yeah. What you got? I rated this kind of on a, uh, I called it a complexion scale. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> from the alien's crusty, slimy ear uh, oh. to Emily Blunt's perfect apocalypse complexion. Uh, she does I, look great. Yeah, she looks great for being in the middle of the apocalypse. But well, she's pregnancy blunt. glowing. Yeah, you know, uh, I get. But on that scale, I give it a solid John Krasinski daddy beard. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. a good looking beard. Yeah, it's a good beard. Wow. That's a very good. Be- I, that's a was, that's a man I who can grow a beard. I was already pretty into him when he was playing Jim, but this movie, wow. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, he's got you know he's got a a, a soft chin, so yes. that beard really like. It really defines like what's going on there. Yeah. yeah, he looks like he's a lumberjack a all of a sudden. <laughs> he's not he used to work Dwight in paper, anymore. but now he cuts down the trees. <laughs> I've been watching The Office so much the past few weeks. So like going from, I think I've watched The Office all the way through almost three times since quarantine started. Mm, just because yep. it's something I could play like if I was doing homework yeah, and you just not put have it on. to pay attention because I've seen it before. Exactly. Uh, but going from watching that so much to this movie <laughs> is yeah. very jarring. <laughs> He's very <laughs> it's a, different. It's a shocking juxtaposition. Oh, yes. For sure. Well, I I think that's actually an excellent rating because the, the that beard is still 
very good, oh. even if it's not pregnancy glowing Emily Blunt. Absolutely. Um, it's getting there. <laughs> it's a very good movie. I, I love I it a love whole lot. I love this movie. Um, hopefully, well, this is, we're three episodes into this thing now. We are. This is three episodes. That's crazy. Um, so wow, we're like at this doing point, the thing. Like, if people are listening to it, uh, that's super cool. And that's if not, fun. well, we're still having fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you are listening to it and you like it, it would be great um, if you would rate and review the show. I hate to have to like tell it, <laughs> like, please give us a rating. But also, like, please give us a rating because it's the only <laughs> also, way like, that we can. Please. Yeah. It's the only way for shows like this to to start getting a following outside of Absolutely. people that we know. Right. Because Instead of that's just the only like way us harassing everyone we know to listen to it. Exactly. And like once we've harassed everyone we know, the people who really like it that we know also need to start harassing other people that they know to listen to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, because that's the only like word of mouth and getting good ratings on uh, Spotify or Apple podcasts, or I'm hoping that these will be going up on, um, Amazon or the Google play app. Fingers crossed. Um, it's a little harder to get stuff on there, so it may take a (laughs) while, but, um, that's the only way that, um, you know, we can can grow this into something that, uh, functions in the larger world. That's how I started listening to my favorite murder. Uh, is my mom just harassed me and told me how good it was until I finally gave it and did it. So moms listening to this, Tell Start your harassing to your children it. to listen to it. <laughs> or maybe it's backwards. Maybe children listening to this, harass your mom. Mm, I don't, you know. Harass your if, mom. That's going to be the If you're a tag child line. listening to this, your mom might not be like the the <laughs> target audience. But still, like, if she'll listen to it once, it would still, like, help our downloads and listen. So, like, yep, I'm going back to it. Harass your mom. Harass your mom. Can you make that, like, the tagline on this one, on this episode? I'm super gonna, <laughs> yeah. Harass that will just definitely at the be end there. of the normal like this week emily and zach talk about harass your mom harass your mom period <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness well we've gotten harassing our parents out of the way we've gotten Absolutely. through our questionnaire um we've done good work here today i think yeah um, i think so and i'm glad that really what we did was we got to answer the most important question of all what is it and though? the most important question what is it is what did we just watch what did we do what did we just watch? <laughs> we did great work. That that beard is so good. Yeah, I was like. Ah!